Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Yes, the video is over. I was hoping the song would go on longer, actually. Um, The evidence is all around us. The spirit of the Lord is here. And I am living, walking, breathing proof of that. And so are you. So is Amanda Collins. So is Clee Sully. So is Rosa. So is Jim and Barbara Peters and Alan Carol Morris. So is Denise and Corey over at OFP Farms. We are all living, walking, breathing pieces of proof that God is all around us. And the goodness that we do experience is heaven on earth. So many people wait for heaven to come to earth instead of daily bringing heaven to earth. Which is exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to bring heaven to earth with every decision that we make, with every action that we perform, with every journey that we embark on, with everybody that we talk to. Hey, Arthur's brother won $1,298,000. Amazing. That's awesome. And thank you for the $5 donation. What a blessing for both your brother and myself. But again, the Lord's Prayer that we pray every day on earth as it is in heaven. That's not saying wait for Jesus to come back, folks. That's saying use the Holy Spirit and the presence of Jesus and show the world that all around us, God exists. And if God exists all around us, well, then heaven must exist all the way around us. Cadia says, Jeremy, we went back and watched Friday's show. We saw the love and donations. For us, for my father's in-law passing, his funeral is paid for. Please donate that money to someone who needs it. I'm going to write that down. That is a great way to forward a blessing. And uh, what a blessing that your father's funeral was all paid for. Amazing. Amazing. Hey, I haven't seen Massey Paws in here did uh if she if you're in here i'm wondering did you get the slurp fund check for your kitty cat if you did let us know i haven't seen you in here i don't think i saw you in here yesterday um arthur says i've been trying since day one to get him to watch lfa even for one day well we'll keep praying for that how about that well it's 12 minutes past the hour folks i titled today's show working for god Now, we're not going to be talking about works as we would normally talk about works in a biblical sense. Today, we're going to be talking about working for God like you work for an employer. Mazzy pauses here. Okay, I just wanted to make sure she got her uh, she got her check for her kitty cat. I hope that you did. I'm just reading along here. Please pray for me. My car broke down yesterday and I am stressed. Real Maria. 
Well, Rio Maria, maybe, just maybe, there's an uh, auto mechanic right here in the chat who probably lives uh, close to you. Uh, morning, Jeremy. Proud of you. Love the backyard rant, but so proud of where you are. Well, thank you, Harmony. And CQ says, God is my boss, and I'm all about his business. No, I did not get the check yet. I'm here almost every morning. Okay, well, let us know when you get it, because it was sent out a while ago. Post office is very, very slow. Some people haven't even ever got their checks. We had to send numerous checks. I don't know what's going on in the world, but it sounds like the world is broken. But guess what? That's why we all show up here on Rise Up every day, so that we can do our part to help fix it. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. In Jesus' name, please remove your headphones or your hat. I'm not wearing a hat today, as you see. Please remove your headphones or your hat. Maybe you've got your headphones on listening. I don't know. Join with me now. In Jesus' name, Father in heaven. Lord, Father, we come to you today to ask you to be with us, all around us, in everything that we do. Let your light shine in our actions. And if we are mistreating your word, or if we are acting inappropriately, or not godly, we ask that somebody in our LFA or brother and sister Christ family lets us know and rebukes that kind of um, that kind of attitude and that kind of behavior uh, coming from us, so that we can see the light and get back on that narrow path. Lord, today we're going to be talking about working for you in everything that we do, so people can see that. We're going to be talking about the comparisons of working for you and working for an employer and how we react to both. So please, Lord, be with us today as we are gathered in your name to go through the word, to understand the word as it is written, and to get your message across plainly and clearly with no confusion today about what it's like to work for you. After all, everything that you've given us belongs to you. Our souls belong to you. Our very breath and our lungs belong to you. So help us understand that today so that we can respect you that much more. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We have 1150 people watching right now. If you guys are not signed in, that means you can't give us a thumbs up. And my goal is to have Even 50% of the people that watch the shows rumble the videos. Right now, we live about 30% of that, maybe even less. So if we could do that for the rest of this year, that would be an amazing Christmas present for me. And I would really, really, really appreciate it. Let's get right to the verse of the day today. And then let's get into the devotional books. And I titled today's verse, Working for God. Now, you can follow the verse of the day by following the newsletter on jeremyharrell.com. That's, remember that, the beard and the sunglasses? Uh, with all these lights in the way, I might need sunglasses again, Eli. jeremyharrell.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. Uh, follow the newsletter. And not only are you going to get you know updates about things that we might be doing, but if something ever happens, you'll be able to stay in touch with us. Okay? You'll be able to stay in touch with us, and you get a code in that newsletter every day that has the code on what you can use for 20% off on our store. And again, for those who have ordered on our store for the last week and a half or so, two weeks, 
I know we're sorry. We're very sorry, but we're getting back at it today. We're like in the middle of a move. We have the main things moved and not other things. So we're trying to operate while we're making the move. We ask that you stay patient with us. Some people have already messaged and said we didn't get our coffee. We didn't get our shirt. We want our money back. I understand that. Um, and hopefully uh, Sabrina has reached out to you uh, to, to see which, uh, how you'd like to go forward. But, um, you know, just bear with us. Be patient. We'll get there. And uh, everybody, from here to the end of the year, no matter what you order, you will get a free item. No matter what you order, whether you order off the overstock list or whether you order off the uh, featured products, you will get a free item from here until the beginning of 2024. So that's pretty cool, right? All right, let's go to the verse of the day today, which I titled, Working for God. I said, good morning, everyone, and happy Tuesday. We put so much time and energy into our jobs and our careers. I wonder why we don't match that enthusiasm for God and spreading the gospel. Today, we will talk about working for God. Now, a lot of people will say off the bat, right from the very beginning, well, we do, we put more work into our time and money and everything into our job because we can't pay our bills with prayers. We can't pay our bills with preaching. No, but you can rely on God that he will supply and provide everything that you need if you're doing his will. That's for sure. If God instructed me today, no more LFA, no more rise up. I want you to go do something else. I would promptly apologize to everybody. I would sell everything and I'd be gone in a second. And I donate the money to whoever God told me to donate it to. But that's just me. Verse of the day today, Colossians 3, 23 through 25. Okay? VSSR says, for some reason, I keep my follow, I keep um, having to refollow LFA. Am I getting kicked off? Well, we can't do that. We can only block you from the page. So, no, that's just a chink in the armor, a kink in the armor, not a chink, right? (laughs) Oops, accidentally racist, a chink in the armor, a kink in the armor, um, and you're just going to have to deal with it. It's called growing pains, okay? All right, let's get right to it. Colossians 3, 23 through 25. And whatever you do, do it heartily. As to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. There is no partiality. Here's what I wrote. We work nights. We work weekends. We work holidays sometimes. We go months, sometimes years before we even take a vacation and or rest. We do this for two reasons throughout life. Job security and money. Both things that are temporary and finite. We honor our bosses more than our spouses. I've seen it both ways. 
an employer tells someone that they need to start doing this or that differently, and they almost jump to comply immediately. However, your spouse asks you to do something different or change your attitude or change the way you do something, and you blow up or take offense to it. And that's your spouse, your husband, or your wife. Your employer does not care about you. Some might, but you know what I mean. Your employer does not care about you like your family does or like God does. We work harder at work as a whole, as a society. Again, not each and every one of us, but we work harder at work than anything in life. Imagine if we worked that hard for God the way we worked at our jobs. Imagine that. God pays us with the inheritance of the book of life and God rewards us with eternal life. Love and joy forever. All things that money can't buy. And yet, most of us put our jobs before our God. Maybe this is something that we can change today. If this is speaking to you, maybe this is something that we can change today. We should do everything. And I mean everything. Jeremy, what about... Yes. Jeremy, what about... Yes. What about going to the bathroom? Yes. Everything. Like it's a job for God. If you're mopping the floor, mop the floor like God's going to walk on it. If you do laundry, do laundry like you're doing God's laundry. Even if it is your kids or your husband's that just throws it on the floor. If you work in a factory, pretend you are assembling parts for God and his angels in heaven. If you work on a car, don't cut corners. At all. That is somebody else's property and it's somebody else's safety. Work on that car like God is driving that car. And I'll tell you why. Because God wants you to honor him in everything that you do. Period. And God tells us that we should do our jobs like we're working for him. We should do it for God. After all, everything that you have is given to you because of him. So why wouldn't we do our best to honor the things that he gives us so that we can give him back that glory knowing that we did our best? Doesn't that make sense? Work with joy, CQ says. Big shout out to Chris Lartz. Love you, brother. We should show him much more respect than anything else or anyone else. That includes an employer. Jeremy, I sent a payment check for check order. They didn't receive it. They got the order but no payment check. Something called whitewashing. Wait, what's that again? Eli and Jeremy, I sent a payment check 
for a check order. But they didn't receive it. They got the order, but no payment check. There's something called whitewashing of checks going on. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's odd. That's weird. Again, we should show him much more respect than we show anybody or anything else. If Now, this is the key right here. Ready? If you can preach for a day, then you can preach for a week. If you can preach for a week, then you can preach for a month. If you can preach for a month, then you can preach for a year. And if you can preach for a year, then you can preach for a lifetime. Now, there's a such thing as preaching out loud and silent preaching. Preaching out loud is doing what I'm doing right now. X, Y, Z. Go through this verse. This is what we're going through in life. This is what we're going to talk about. This is what this is for. An, this is the analogy that explains this. This is the parable that explains this. This is the metaphor that explains this. This is the rule that we shouldn't do this, that, or the other. Then there's silent preaching. Do you guys know what silent preaching is? It's by your actions. It's by your actions. Showing the word of God. Just like you preach the word of God. You can show somebody and you can tell somebody. You can talk to talk or you can walk to walk or you can do both. But again, if you do everything like you're working for God and not some employer and you want to please him more than your employer, then guess what else happens? You please your wife, you please your husband, you please your kids, you please your coworkers, you please your mom, your dad, your sisters, your brothers, your friends, your uncles, your aunts, everyone. Well, not everyone. You can't please everyone, but you get my point. You get the drift. Jeremy, are you still fasting for the Lord? Do you know something? I have not fasted. Now, I fasted for hours, you know, like 10 hours or something, but I've not fasted for a whole day, and I want to start doing that again. And I think Thursdays, they used to be Fridays, but I can't really fast on Fridays unless I go from Thursday night at dinner to Friday night at dinner because Friday nights are the only night of the week outside of weekends that I can eat dinner with my family or that I can eat lunch or anything with my family. So... Well, we, I need to get back to it. I've just been so under the gun and stressed with the move and everything else that's been going on. I've been out of whack for a while. Jeremy, as you worked hard this weekend moving, you look refreshed and glowing. That's the Holy Spirit that surrounds you. God is on the move. Well, I can tell you this, and you know me. I'm pretty transparent, and I get pretty personal once in a while. Um, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit dwelling within me, which he definitely does, I wouldn't have made it through the last two months. I can tell you that. I would not have made it through the last two months. I would have gone down a path of self-destruction without the Lord. And I would have made things 10 times worse in every fashion of uh, 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 every minute of the day had I not had the Lord, had I not had the Holy Spirit dwelling within me in the last two months. I needed so much guidance. And you want to know what's really, really weird? 
Yes, it was the date with God that changed everything. Thank you, TJ. I appreciate you. It was the date that God that changed everything. You want to know what's really weird? Is the Bible and the word of God is so incredibly powerful and so incredibly far beyond anything that we could ever reach without Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. But I got slapped with a wake-up call by God, by his word, by the, by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. What's worse than everything in the world is that when you try to please God, you know, like, okay, everybody here, everybody that's here that has daddy issues or parent issues, mom issues, um, how do I want to say it? Like where you, um, you spend a lifetime trying to please them because they were never happy with you. And then you think you've, you're doing right, but then you find out that, you, that, 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 you, that you're still a disappointment to them. I'm sure some of you have felt that before. I have with my own parents. Well, that's how I felt with God re- recently, before my date with him anyway. I've been trying to please him so much. I've been trying to make him happy with me so much because I love it and it brings me joy and it brings him joy. And I didn't realize that he was actually very disappointed with me. And do you know how much that hurts? Do you know how much that's a kick in the gut, a slap in the face? To think that you're doing something right, something wholeheartedly, something heavenly and holy, and you find out that, wow, yeah, I was, but I was also doing X, Y, and Z, or not doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm still, still bringing disappointment to my father and my Lord and Savior. That's rough. That's rough. But it's necessary. And like I said, if I didn't have the Holy Spirit in my life, I wouldn't have honored the Holy Spirit and honored God and made the right choices for me, for my family, for my kids, for all of you, for my coworkers, for Eli, for everybody in my life. Satan works overtime for people like me because he had me in his grasp. He had me in his grip for so long and he thought he had me for eternity. Then God came along and said, excuse me, I need my son back. His soul wasn't his to sell anyway, so it's a null and void contract. Holla at your boy and took me back. And ever since then, Satan has been working overtime overtime to get me back and it's never going to happen that I can tell you for sure if it's one thing that I do know for sure it's that I will never ever 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 turn my gaze from God ever no matter what no matter what even in the face of death I will not turn my gaze from God That I can promise myself, that I can promise God, that I can promise my family. And because of that, because I have that promise and that support to lean on, then I always know I can go back to that well. I always know I can go back to that well, leave it all there, get a recharge, get a refreshment, and then move on and keep going. 
Now, we have 1,350 people watching the Word of God this morning, and we only have 346 likes. If we could please all refresh, see if our like counted. Remember, growing pains. And then click that like button if it's not green. That would be a huge favor to me. S. Sherling, Jeremy, I want to thank you. I went to church for the first time in a couple years. Seeing the joy on your face and hearing it in your voice and words has made me want to have what made me want what you have again. Wow. Wow. Komen K9, Jeremy, you are touching me to tears. How true your words are. And Ginny says, I spent almost every day feeling as if I'm not good enough for my family life. I wasn't there. I wouldn't be missed. Just old age, I suppose. But I don't let it rule my days. Jeremy, you sound so calming. Yeah, I... The Holy Spirit does that for you. The Holy Spirit does that for you. And that's all I'm trying to get everybody to understand. Like I said, I am a living, breathing, walking piece of proof that God exists and his mercy and his grace are here. I can tell you that. So I want people to see me every day, one of the biggest screw-ups that God ever created, finding his way back to God constantly. And you're always going to need to do that. I don't care who you are. If your name isn't Jesus of Nazareth, then you're always going to need to be pulled back on that narrow path. Always. And if you don't, then your name must be Jesus. By the way, Eli, do you know anybody named Jesus? I know Jesus, but do you know anybody named Jesus? Isn't that weird? There was a lot of Jesuses back in the day. Remember when the Pharisees and the Sadducees were trying to hunt down Jesus? And they're like, well, there's thousands of Jesuses that come through here. Which one are you talking about? But yet, not today. Odd. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to go to the one-minute prayer for dads now that we are 35 minutes past the hour. And we're going to read from the fear of the Lord. Right? You have to understand that along with... Oh, thank you, Grammy Love, for the $2 Tuesday Rise Up donation. God bless you. Um, amazing. Fear of the Lord. You know that same... Holy Spirit that I was telling you about that keeps me on track and and allows me to to lean uh, on him. Well, there's also a fear of the Lord that is entangled and entwined into that as well. I fear disappointing him. I fear hurting his feelings. Proverbs 14, 26. Page 19 of One Minute Prayer for Dads, by the way. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence. So unlike a fear of, let's say, spiders, or lions, or tigers, or bears, oh my, you don't have confidence in the face of that fear. That's why the fear of the Lord is a different kind of fear. Fear of the Lord, you have great confidence. And his children will have refuge. In Proverbs 1.7, we're told that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or wisdom. Why then do so many families not teach this basic lesson to their children? 
In Psalm 19, 9, we're told that fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. We do well as dads to teach our children to fear the Lord. Thank you, Kittenhead, for joining in on that $2 Tuesday. God bless you. We could use it all. We are viewer-funded, ladies and gentlemen, just so you don't know. In case you don't know, we are viewer-funded, and we have sponsors that help fill in some of that gap, which is almost about 50% now, but we're still viewer-funded. Lord, I don't see much fear in the Lord in the world today. Most people, including many Christians, have forgotten how to walk in the godly fear of you. And yet, if we fear you rightly, we can have strong confidence. Our children will have a refuge. Thank you. That fearing you is a good thing, not a terrifying thing. Yes, to fear you is really to know you and to love you. Again, different kind of fear. I pray that fathers everywhere will become established in the proper fear of you and reap strong confidence in all they do. Again, everything you do, God wants you to do it as you're working for him. If you're putting a toilet paper roll back on the roll the right way so that it comes off the top, not the bottom, right? LFA grandma is now a monthly rumble ranter. God bless. Then put the toilet paper on right so that it comes off the top and not pulled up from the bottom, number one. Thank you, Terry Lynn. And do it as if you know that God's going to be using that toilet paper. Make sure that it is perfectly set. And if it's a brand new roll, peel the end off so that it's nice and ready, waiting for the next person to use it. That's the kind of attention to detail and the kind of kindness that God wants you to display because somebody else is going to come in after you to the bathroom or to the water fountain or wherever, and you want them to know that you respect the people that are going to use it after you. You respect the water cooler. You respect the toilet, for crying out loud. Whatever it is, I'm just throwing things out there because it doesn't matter what analogy we use here. The message remains the same. Kittenhead says, I'm an over, not an under, too. Thank you, Danes X2, and thank you, newbies girl. Tuesday, just loving Jesus, and you start my day off with Rise Up. For a cup of coffee every day, you guys support. The price of a cup of coffee, I should say. You guys support LFA. It's amazing. Now we're going to go to God's wisdom for today, and then we're going to go to a video. I got a couple videos I'd like to show you today. We got 1,400 people in here celebrating the word of God this morning. I want to say God bless you, and I want to say thank you for joining in today, and I know that God is very, 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 very pleased, okay? You're a smart man, Jeremy. Your wife taught you well. (laughs) She continues to teach me, by the way. Uh... Yeah, I guess when you've been through a lot of crap in your life because you're an idiot like I was, you learn a lot or you don't. Two dollars from Arthur. Don't want to be left behind. You're never going to be left behind, my brother. Nobody left behind here. Okay. All right. October 3rd. The ways of life and death. Again, we're going back to Proverbs, ladies and gentlemen. We've been in Proverbs a lot lately. God has been keeping me there. Thank you, Coleman K9, for another $5. Love LFA. T. Mitchell, S.J. Delph, 
Loving Jesus and watching your growth. Well, I love watching your growth too, by the way. Proverbs 14, 1 through 14. Yesterday was 13, 13 through 25. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her own hands. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride. Thank you, so salty. Choo-choo. But the lips of the wise will preserve them. Oh, another thing that I've been starting to do. I talk for a living. I, I research and talk for a living. I don't need to talk all day and I don't need to talk all night. I've been talking my whole life so much to, to the point where even my friends are sometimes saying, can you just stop talking? As a matter of fact, let me tell you a story. Let me go back in time to little fat Jeremy back in um, middle school. Remember when you would get in trouble on the bus and the bus driver would say, you need to come to the front of the bus and you need to sit right behind me so I keep an eye on you? Well, I used to talk so much on the bus and run my mouth so much that the bus driver, his name was Ray. I'll never forget, I'll never forget this guy. The bus driver said, Jeremy, what? Get your fat butt up to the front of the, da- uh, front of the bus. You're sitting in the front. I am tired of listening to your mouth. All right, fine. Got to go to the front of the bus, guys. So I went to the front of the bus. I was in the front of the bus for maybe five minutes before the bus driver said, Jeremy. I said, what? Get your, you know what, back to the back of the bus. I'm sick of hearing you yap in my ear. So long story short, I've stopped speaking as much, especially at home. I have five kids and a wife. I'm sure they have a lot to tell me. And God gave me two ears and one mouth to listen twice as much as I talk. So I'm going to take Bad Moon's advice, Shane's advice, and shut up. Because sometimes I need to do that. Sometimes we all need to do that. But especially me. I don't need to say everything that pops into my head just to make a joke. I'm like Tim Allen when it comes to that. You know how Tim Allen's always making a joke? Thank you, Piglet, for the $10. And thank you, Army Dog 777 for the $5. It's much more than you think. Thank you very much. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean. But much increase comes by the strength of an ox. A faithful witness does not lie. But a false witness will utter lies. Patty, 1186. Good morning, Jeremy. Please use this wherever it's needed for Rise Up and LFA with a $200 donation. Wow. Look at all the love coming in to the, for, for the show and the Lord. Thank you so much for that. Angel Fit, God bless you as well. Thank you guys for helping every, everywhere with this place. A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it, but knowledge is easy to find him who understands. Listen, pay attention, take it in, soak it in, understand it. Don't always need to be right. Don't always need to be the one talking, Jeremy. Right, Eli? Don't say anything. You'll be fired. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Lord Fishy with the $2 saying slurp, God bless. Fools mock at sin. 
But among the upright, there is favor. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. The house of the wicked will be overthrown. There's a lot of wicked in our country right now, folks. There's a lot of wicked in our country. Bad Moon says, Eli, we'll hire you back on. No worries. Eli, we won't let him fire you. Well, that's the thing about this family, isn't it, Eli? They're in charge, aren't they? Anytime we make any big decision or say, oh, we should try this, I go, well, we got to ask the LFA family first. <laughs> you got to ask them first. No show without Eli, says Terry Lynn. C. Ward and Tim both donated 5 and $2. God bless. Oh, wretched man said, fire Eli. See you later, Eli. You're gone. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen, the devotional. Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Raphael coming in with the $20. He probably knows it. A person's heart can deceive him into believing that something seems right, but its end is the way of death. And that's kind of what's been going on to me lately. I've been fooled into thinking what's right is right, and, what's, and, I, and I haven't been right on a lot of those things. Not on preaching the word to you guys. I'm talking about in life decisions. If it's contrary to the word of God, it cannot be right. Some people reason that since others bend the rules, cut corners. Remember we talked about that with doing our jobs, working on someone's car, working in a factory, no cutting corners. And employ situational ethics. Why shouldn't they? Verse 12 does not teach that these people will physically die for doing such things. However, conducting oneself contrary to the word of God will bring a different kind of death. It may bring the death of self-respect. It may bring the death of relationships, finances, or preferred future in God's will for your life. Most importantly, there's only one way that God, there's only one way to God, which is through Christ. It would seem right that a person could give, could live a good life, be a good neighbor, family member, and citizen, and do thousands of good deeds and reach heaven. But these things, though commendable, all end in death outside of Christ. If we could reach heaven by doing good, we would be our own saviors. Thank you, Eagle Fight. Only saving faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ makes a way to eternal life. That's the only way. Now, I want to stop for a minute. Muslims, people of Islam, that go around and spread their faith, they will do everything in their power to make you believe that Jesus is not God, that Jesus never claimed to be God, that we should not look at Jesus the same way we look at God because the two are not the same. And they do this to try to get you off your square to make you believe other things that they want to make you believe. But God and Jesus, even though they are two separate, they are one and the same. It's called the Holy Trinity. And for those who don't understand it, you will never, ever, 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 ever be saved truly. You must understand the divinity of the Holy Trinity. You must understand the difference and the similarities between Jesus, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And you also must understand that they're all the same as well. Okay? It's like an egg. You've got the shell. You've got the yolk. 
and you've got the white. They're all three part of the same egg. If I crack that egg, you're going to know it's that egg. If I don't crack that egg, you're going to know it's that egg. If there's one egg in the house and you find the yolk, the whites, and the shell in different places, guess what, my friend? You're going to know that they all came from the same egg if it's the only egg in the house. Three in one. Now, here is a great explanation from our friend Cliff Netchel about this. Roll it. Oh, hold on. Okay. The Bible does it state that he's God. John chapter 8, verse 58. Jesus says, before Abraham was born, I am. Now the Jews did not call God G-O-D. The Jews called God Yahweh, which is the Hebrew verb to be. I am who I am. There was no misunderstanding. The Jews picked up stones to stone him for blasphemy. Before Abraham was born, I am. Deliberately, Christ is claiming to be God. Then in John chapter 10, verse 30, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. No misunderstanding. They didn't think, oh, I see, this guy's a Hindu. He thinks everybody's part of God, so he's claiming that he were all a part of God. No, no, no. Jesus was a monotheistic Jew who understood God is one. The Shema of Israel, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor yourself. And very deliberately, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Once again, no misunderstanding, the Jews pick up stones to stone him for blasphemy. Then by his deeds, he obviously claimed to be God. Mark chapter 2, Jesus is teaching in a packed out house and all of a sudden the roof is ripped open and a man, a paralyzed man, is lowered on a mat to his feet. Jesus looks into the face of the paralyzed man and says, your sins are forgiven. George, you got it. And then they got mad and they were confused. He was trying to weigh that forgiving sins is way more powerful than raising a man who's crippled. Bingo. By claiming to forgive the sins of a man he'd never probably seen before, Jesus is claiming to be God because only God can ultimately forgive my sins. Is Jesus God? And if That's what I love about that. When he says at the, the very end there, the power to forgive sins well, that's only reserved for one person as far as I know, and that's God himself. So if Jesus is claiming that he can forgive sin, you won't. and he's saying that he is the great I am, he's claiming to be God, folks. And there's many places in the Bible where it explains that. Someone said they really enjoyed the analogy of the egg. That's a great way to explain it. There's another great way to explain it, and I saw somebody put it in the chat here. He said, it's very easy. There's three who's and one what. Three who's and one what. It's that simple. I love that. Three who's and one what. That should be a shirt, Eli. Three who's and one what. What is it? Great little riddle. Now, you will not believe what this kid that I'm about to show you did on his public school bus. Roll it believe what this kid did on his school bus. Let's start out, let's start out, let's start out uh, with a prayer. Alright, everybody close their head, uh, close their eyes and bow their head. Alright. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for waking all of us up in the morning time to come to school and make it good. And that we, uh, I pray that we all have a good day and make it through the night and come back to school tomorrow to learn many new things, God, and that, and that we can if you want to see more kids being bold for Jesus, then follow or subscribe right now. We need more of that. We need more of that so that there is less 
of this. Viewer discretion advised, but we have to expose demons. Why do you have a problem with Go what home. I'm saying? Go home. I need to preach the word of Go God out here. I need to Go reach people out. Well, why don't you explain to me why what I'm doing? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna preach. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. To no, by the Holy Spirit. This is the neighborhood, and you are not welcome. That's why I need to be here. You need Jesus, ma'am. He can save you. You need a new heart from God so that you love what God loves, so that you hate what God hates. You're being completely ridiculous. And it's because you don't love God. From death. Everybody's life a hell of a lot more miserable. Well, that's their own fault if, it's, if they're miserable. That's their own fault. Why do you have a... You want to tell me that that woman is not possessed by a demon? That's what demons do. They scream in the face of Jesus. They flee at the mention of his name. This is a gay neighborhood, she said. You are not welcome here. He goes, that's exactly why I need to be here. This is a gay neighborhood. Okay. Do you think Jesus doesn't love you because you choose to have sex with the same sex? Jesus still loves you. And whenever you see somebody doing that, they are definitely possessed by a demon. They knew that 2,000 years ago that people like that were possessed. That person's not insane. She's not insane. She's rational. She understands what's going on. She's possessed. And now I want to play this one last clip for you. And this is where, when I was talking this morning, if you could preach for a minute, you could preach for a day. If you could preach for a day, you could preach for a week. If you could preach for a week, you could preach for a month. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what this is saying. Go ahead and roll this. Have you preached the gospel today? If you haven't preached the gospel before, I will tell you how to do it. This is the formula. Write this down and share it to other believers to share the gospel. If you can preach for an hour, you can preach for a day. If you can preach for a day, you can preach for a week. If you can preach for a month, you can absolutely preach for a year. And if you can preach for a year, you can preach an entire lifetime. Remember, nothing is impossible with God. God bless you as you share to other Christians and let them know that everything is possible through Christ our Lord Jesus Christ. Type amen if you're preaching and sharing the word of God. Are you preaching and sharing the word of God? You don't have to, you don't have to say it in the live chat if you don't want to. This is for you to convict yourself. Are you preaching the word of God? Are you taking what you get here on Rise Up or on Sundays or whenever you go to church throughout the week, are you taking what you're learning and are you spreading it? Are you sharing the message? Because if you're not and things are not right in your life, I'm going to teach you how to correct the things in your life. Because nobody has... I know all too well that I am the cause of my own problems, and I would believe that a lot of us are. So if we can eliminate 
our causing our own problems, then all we have to do is focus on the problems that the devil throws our way. And if we have faith in God and we're preaching his word, then we don't even have to worry about that because God tells us not to have fear. So ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Rise Up today. I want to thank you for being here. I'm going to take you out like I always do the same way that I brought you in, and that is with some good music. But before we get there, I just want to let you all know, I am truly, truly blessed to be here with you guys every single day. Um, You guys are making my journey with Jesus amazing and interesting. And um, more, I think the interesting part is that I get to share with you my personal journey with Jesus, and you allow me to do that. And that's, I think, the greatest part, that you allow me to do that. So... We have Sean Farish coming up next, followed by Live from America with yours truly, followed by Unafraid with Mike Crispy, followed by Loud Majority, then uh, Matter of Fact, then Wrong Think, then the Santilla Report, then Live from America, then Culture Wars, then Based America, then Brave TV, then Trumpet Daily, and then Man in America. And that'll round out your day before we play our replay all night long. 24 hours a day, ladies and gentlemen, LFA TV. God bless you. All glory goes back to God for this show. Thank you for being here. God bless, and I'll see you at 11 o'clock. Bye-bye. Speed.